Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode eight of the Sport Cap with Ryan and Jeremy. Ryan, how you going this week, mate? Jazzy Posse baby, I'm good. I'm uh I don't know if I should say I'm currently at work, but I'm not at work work, but I'm at work. So you're working but not working, what but sort of working. I worked up until the point where I stopped working and now I'm at work, not working. But getting paid to do a type of work that you shouldn't be getting paid to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting paid anyway, whether I do this or not. So, uh, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, you know, so you're feeling pretty good then, pal? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, good for you. I'm not getting paid. I'm sitting at home in the late hours. <laughs> But, you know, someone's got to have the, the good job, mate. You're doing your duty as well, pal. Yeah, take one for the team. That's it. As you do. What hat are you wearing today, mate? I have my uh, my grey Clippers hat mm. uh, with the, the new LA or the newer LAC logo. Mate, the Clippers. Paul George back. There's rumours Kawhi might be returning as well for um, playoffs. Mate, I, I, I chucked a, a sly fitty kroner on them to win the championship uh, towards the end of last week, just in case Kawhi comes back. Mm. You know, the injuries in the Western Conference, Lakers are out. Anything could happen, man. Yeah, it's been a, a good NBA season. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, if Kawhi comes back, anything can happen if he's in form. Um, I, I'm... Holding my fingers crossed for you, pal. Uh, <laughs> what, are you, what hat you got on, man? Uh, I'm rocking my McLaren hat again um, in support of the Formula One Grand Prix coming back to Australia after, what, the last race was in 2019 and then they suited up for 2020 and it got cancelled in the last second. So I think it's it's good to have the event back, um, uh, even though they're only ta- still only taking in a, a certain amount of fans. I think we worked out um, that it was th- only 30,000 fans a day still allowed in the gates, um, which is pretty small if you consider that it's an outdoor event, but Australia still have pretty strong corona uh, laws going on. Um, so it's a bit of a shame, but at least it's still there um, and it's Good to see that the the race is back. Danny Rick hasn't been going so well, but maybe a home race is something that'll, I don't know, put a bit of fire up his ass, and hopefully he'll he'll do a better job. Um, at least hang with hang with Norris and get a bit of luck um, and and fight for a little while there. But it should be a good race. It's at least good to see it back in Oz. Totally agree, mate. Uh, let's hold our fingers for Danny Rick. Hold hold our fingers. Cross the fingers. Let's hold them. Hold, hold our hold thumbs. Our thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I think that is the worst one of the worst sayings to ever come out of Sweden. Yeah. When you uh when you wish luck on someone you hold your thumbs. Yeah, and they're like, what do you do? I'm doing it now in in the camera and I, I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same. It as... feels it feels worse like if you think, okay, what can I do? While I'm holding my thumbs, I can do less than when I'm actually crossing my fingers. I guess so. And so both like, crossing your fingers is really. great. <laughs> yeah, but holding your thumbs is worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, off off the Formula One and into the footy, man. Um, a recap of last week. We had our first hundred percent week uh, in Hang Your Hat. We hit two from two which was good to see. We snuck in with the under uh, with Penrith uh, coming in at, uh, yeah, right on 38. And then the Eels-Dragons, we had the over there. And, well, the Eels took the over themselves, smashing, um, yeah, smashing um, 48 to, yeah, what was it? What was the score in that? 48 to, I've written 15, but that's completely wrong. Um, <laughs> well, at least you have something written. Yeah, I think it was 48 to 12 um, there. Or was it 48 to 14? Uh, doesn't matter. Dra- Eels smashed the total, so that was good. And then we put on a little sly bet, uh, Manly Raiders, which we lost, but that wasn't in our hang to hat. 
Um, so we had a pretty good week anyway, overall 66%, um, but hang your hat at 100. Yeah, and we're, I mean, considering where we were, I mean, we've betted for a few years, uh, we like to think we're good, but we never made any real good money from it. And then we decided, let's go full on models, deep dive, analytics, stats, uh, and, you know, putting an X out there to say that these bets are good bets. And, mate, I think we're, we're doing, I'm, I'm excited. I think we're doing well. We, we're up two units on, uh, on your hang your hats. And what did you say? One, two, three, four, five, six of nine? Yeah. So um, what's that? Yeah, sixty six percent for the year on yeah. hang your hats. Yeah, mate. I'm. I mean, not not too shabby at all. Yeah, like playing it safe with only, I guess you could say, what nine bets in four rounds. Um, but still, we're making sure that we're putting out the the bets that we're really confident with, um, that are giving the best. I don't know our best chances and the biggest differences in the models and the and what the book's giving us. Um, so we and it feels like we're getting into a bit of a flow now with the analytics and and we're dragging in more and more stats. We're giving ourselves more and more work to do every week, um, trying to get an edge. Um, but it, I don't know. It, it does. It feels like we're able to to really sort of pick out the differences and throw out confident bets. Um, so as long as they're confident, I guess what's the point of throwing out a whole bunch of bets if you if you don't stand by them a hundred percent? That's it. I'm going to uh, put it to the test as well a bit later on in the program. I have a, a new concept that I'd like to uh, bring up with you to oh, see if we can Jesus, all right, push our betting to the next level. All right, nice surprise. We'll see how that goes. Huh? Um, all right. Um, last week when we were on the show, we were we dived quite into how like the overs and unders. Um, again, and we were expecting a whole lot of overs last week. Um, but, but you can you could start with the first two games where uh, what the Titans beat the Tigers in a crusher eight to six, so that <laughs> definitely went under. And then the Sharks won eighteen nil. Um, so both the first two games went under, and then it seemed to follow that trend all all week. I think there was what two games that went over, it went six from eight with the under again. Um, which seems, I guess, to follow the trend of 2022, really, right? Yeah, mate, and it was you know, very surprising. I was still holding out hope that my awesome take on an overs round would um, would go through, even on through to the, the fifth game. I was like, okay, four games under, at least if the next four go over, then I'm still kind of almost right. But... <laughs> Um, you know, the, the round four average total of 33.1 uh, points, uh, the lowest of the last three years. So 2021 in round four was 44 points uh, and 39 points in 2020. 2019 was quite low, 31.9 points for round four. But what we see then is, uh, as we've seen last week, that it was a tick up from the previous round. We see an, an even larger tick up to round five compared to both round four and round three in previous years. Mm. Now, I stuck my neck out last week and said, all overs, the trend's going up. Um, but the numbers, you have to kind of as well, like figure out what numbers do you listen to and what historically is important, as they say in, you know, betting and stocks and, you know, uh, all those kind of things. Prior performance is no indicator of future results well that's what the whole basis of our, <laughs> our program is built on prior mm-hmm. prior uh results to predict future results so i don't know um round five in 2021 had a an average score of 47 and a half points in 2020 40 points 40 and a half points and 2019 40.9 so almost 41 points mm. um and all around that, those 40, like we know that uh, I think it was 44 is a, a very uh, f- frequent total in NRL. Uh, so we're not far off in those, those kind of realms uh, for round five historically. But our three-round rolling average in 2022 is only 36. So 
that jump up to 44, that's, you know, eight, eight points. It's massive. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, for an average. So, mate, I'm, I'm stuck in the middle. I have no idea. Our models are, some models spitting out, you know, 19 points total, uh, 28 points total. Then another game, 51. Uh, so, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough because it is what you're what you're expecting. But like you said, like we've we've noticed when we've been putting this project together how important the history actually is and how much it does play a role. But I guess when you're when you're looking at it, you still have to take into a large consideration of what's happening, what's happening now, um, what the trend is in currently in this year, and then try and find a. a common medium i guess um so if if we're getting what a what was it an 11 point difference from even last year in round four as an average and you're looking at a rolling three round average there of four points you know what to expect are we still expecting that it's going to hit at 47 and a half do we take those four points off it's yeah it, it is tough but it's definitely hitting lower and then i guess when we're looking at it and with betting it's yeah it's looking at what the books are giving you and and where these numbers sit and if we're looking at still at a 36.6 rolling average that's something that we do have to take into a, into consideration um but you know i think you are expecting it to jump up higher i mean if you look at um a, a season of nrl and you know, what it generally ends up on. Um, you know, you have your your yearly averages that, oh, they're around that 44 mark for the year. Uh, and that would mean that, you know, sometime or another, this average needs to go way over that to bring up the, the total for, for the year. So... Yeah, sometime or other, it's gonna it's gonna have to get up. I mean, we have if I look back, twenty one was forty six, twenty twenty was forty one, yeah, twenty nineteen was an outlier uh, at thirty nine and a half. Then the, the previous five years are all over forty, mm. all the way back down to twenty eleven. So it will, on average, go back up. Just a question of when and by how much. So. And that, but I think we can find value here. Like you, the the bookies react to to what you know the recency bias of the the punters. Uh, you know we're seeing so many games go under. They're going to be pushing that total down to hmm. encourage people to take the overs. And the over is a much more betted prop than the under because people you know psychologically want a team to do better or want a game to have points. Mm -hmm. So it's much more fun to bet the over than the under. Um, but with this recency bias, with so many games going under, it's right there in the head and, oh, fuck, oh, sorry, I'll go on the under and, you know, that's been going so well lately. So the bookies are going to have to try and weigh that out and that's where, we, you know, we could probably find some value if we can find the right game to to pick yeah that's right that's half the challenge is is working out where they are really sort of hitting low where they think people want to bet on the over and and maybe the the total goes down um yeah but that's i don't know that's the joy of betting and and trying to get there first and and read the book and go okay it is actually starting to hit a little bit lower now and and uh make the jump to the to getting on those overs again um, like we did last week, we picked the right under, we picked the right over. Um, so, yeah, we just got to keep the trend going. Um, and then this week, man, like you you roll into it now, It's I don't think I've seen a week where there's been such big margins. Um, like scrolling through the book now, you're looking at some crazy numbers. You've got Brisbane and the Roosters have pushed out to, it's pushed out to 13 and a half. Uh, that game you've got the Raiders in Melbourne also at 13 and a half South St. George at, at nine and a half then you go into like the Sharks and 
and Tigers, 17.5, Canterbury and Panthers, 20.5. And, and these numbers are changing as we speak. I think when we were doing our prep for the show a couple of hours ago, uh, I'm seeing movement that's already happened under under these last two hours. Um, so I think we, yeah, it, it's crazy to see that, yeah, how much people are, I guess, expecting points. When you're looking at these big margins, you've got to be expecting a lot of points or are you... Or are you expecting teams to be much better defensively? What's the what's the idea behind it? I think it's probably a lot to do with the matchups um, and a little bit of that psychology there. That the teams that we know aren't good at defence uh, right now are probably playing teams that are are very good offensively. Um, mm. If you look at just this year. Um, the average margin is only, I don't know if my calculator is doing right here, but it's, it's telling me four, 4. 4.6. Mm-hmm. That can't be right. Cause there's too many numbers. Over. I don't think it's counting the minuses here. Uh, I'll count that out, uh, while we're discussing further, but I, I think that the, it's definitely the matchups that are, are pushing this you know, shift in in margins. Um, we look at the last, oh, yeah, every game except one last week was a double-digit margin. Mm, wow. Um, so you have the recency bias there. Yeah. Quite a lot of the games actually have been double-digit margins. So where you're seeing that push out, probably a lot of the um, the lines were were going um overs there as well the pluses so mate it's it's going to be interesting to see these matchups but i think it it could also encourage people to bet a bit outside of what they know to be true like we had a bit of a discussion about one of the games and you when you look at the number you're like okay well that's not a not a massive number they should be able to cover that and then you think okay well what does it entail actually how many tries how many goals what does the other team have to not do for it to work? Yeah. And when you kind of break it down like that, it's not as simple anymore. Um, you know, if you're having a, a punt at the pub and you've had a few skewies, <laughs> you're not thinking about that. No, not at all. You're betting with your, your gut. Yeah, that's right. Your beer gut. <laughs> <laughs> your five beers in. Yeah, gut. <laughs> five beers in. Everything, everything makes sense when you're five beers in. Yeah. The confidence is high, but I just think like I, I don't know. I found it really interesting. It's like obviously when you, we're doing our uh, looking at our data and you and you're trying to really like find these games where you're getting uh, the right spread um, and trying to see okay, can we get on the right side of one of these handicaps? It's um, it is like. It, it it does start to become yeah difficult because you're, we're trying to find statistics that prove that one team's going to score more points and one team's going to leak more points, um, and and then trying to find the reasons why. And you just I don't know you, it it doesn't become that simple. And you obviously understand why the bookies have set certain um, certain odds, but um, yeah I don't know man it's. It's tough. It's the interesting thing of betting, but it's it's also crazy how much it moves. Like we got on when we, when you're looking at, at the Broncos Roosters, and you look how much that line has moved from. I think during middle of the round last round, we saw. I think it was just after the Broncos game, and they got a couple of injuries, a couple of suspensions, um, and we saw that the the line was at plus six and a half to the Broncos. So. Um, minus six and a half on the Roosters. Now it's pushed out to live right now, minus 13 and a half. So it's gone over double um, within the space of three or four days just by, that was I think before the Roosters game, but after the Brisbane game. And then the Roosters put on a good score and looked like they were in fine form. Um, they, and then the Broncos in the situation that they're in and getting Cape well back, um, it hasn't done anything, if anything, since Cape well got named. It's pushed the line out even even further, to like another three and a half points. So people are backing heavy the Roosters, 
but it, it just shows how, you know, with all the data in the world and then you just get a couple of players in and out, how much the line can move. It's the similar case really for Manly and the Knights as well, huh? Yeah, mate. Um, you know, we we chatted a little bit about uh, Manly and, and what Tommy Turbo means to that team. Just quickly, uh, while I have it up, the average margin is at 12.7 for this year. Wow, it's pretty big. Bigger than what I thought it would be. But it's so typical. It's right in between the 12, 1 to 12 and the 13 plus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if we take out the... The two, the last two games, so the blowouts, the forty-four nil and the forty-eight fourteen, then we're down to actually just to eleven. Mm. So it's a pretty big jump from the from the twelve or the the twelve plus mm. pushing up to thirteen down to eleven. So interesting to thought to hold on to there. But uh, yeah, Manly, uh, Manly are absolutely terrible without Tommy Turbo. Um, so I had a look back in the first five rounds of a season, generally Manly aren't that good anyway. But if you take away Tommy Turbo, uh, back to, back to 2019, they're only two from eight. Mm, wow. And they're only scoring an average of 13 points. So if we look at a, a possible margin of, you know, 12 points, you're not, you're not happy if you're a Manly fan no. with those numbers. No, and like you see how the line has moved, even like the total, the total since he's gone, it's uh, one of the lowest totals we've seen. It was sitting, uh, it was sitting at thirty four and a half when we put this together, but it's gone up one point to thirty five and a half. Um, and it's interesting, you know, because Newcastle haven't really put any major points on the board against any, you know, extremely good opponent. Um, they they put a few points on the well, they beat the Roosters, but you know at that point of the season they weren't. Uh, I mean, according to our models, weren't doing extremely well. But the it's it's interesting that the the numbers out. This is probably one of the games that differs the most between our twenty twenty two models and twenty twenty one and twenty two models. Mm. You know, it's a a what was it eighteen point difference between the totals there. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously not, not accounting for Tommy Turbo's absence. So if you take away what do you believe his points are worth, is he worth two tries, I'd reckon, probably? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's pretty tough to say. If you look at how Manly have been playing since this, the start of this year, they were struggling with Turbo. He was the only one doing anything. And, like, if last game they like against the Raiders, it was it was really Cherry Evans' kicking game that absolutely dominated and controlled the game and put them in a position to to win and put up points. But if you if you take away Turbo and his his ability to to create, um, and and then even even what he brings when he's a when he's a distraction and obviously a planning when when you're sitting in during the week, um. And the knights are going through their, I don't know, their procedures of of planning their 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 game and their their defense. It makes it so much easier to be able to break down a manly defense, a manly offense, without turbo. Um, so, but like you said, they haven't. The knights haven't really done a done a lot besides the first two weeks yeah they got a big win against the roosters but the roosters were you can absolutely say were off in round one then they put on 26 to 4 against the tigers against the tigers who are yeah the worst team in the league um also kind of really hard to say how they were against the night uh, against the panthers because mitch Barnett gets sent off and turns that game upside down um so but like ultimately there wasn't they weren't definitely weren't doing anything offensively um, at that stage of the game, and then they just seemed to sort of yeah the game opened up a little bit and they they put on twenty points in the end, but but Panthers obviously turned off a little bit it felt like um, because they were quite sort of soft tries, and then they go and look really unorganized last week against the Sharks. Um, you can say that their defense still played pretty well, um, 
putting on like the Sharks put on four tries, a couple of long range tries, and Talakai just absolutely <laughs> destroying them on the edge. He's an absolute what a monster, yeah, absolute beast. Um, it's just sort of Gotta get him in the super coach. Yeah, too. me too. Yeah, I think you sort of have to. Um, especially, I think he's going dual position now. I think it's the first year where you're able to change positions. Um, during the year, during they the add in a add in a new position. So you get, get, to get him playing in the centers in your super coach, I think is going to be a must by the end of the year. Um, but anyway, you sort of don't see the knights. They they looked really unorganized. I, like, it did. and considering how how much. Um, media coverage and, and positive feedback uh, Clune and Clifford have received, hmm. you'd think that the team would be better or they'd be putting more points on the board. Obviously, the, the halves are been, have been playing well and it's a, a stark contrast to how Newcastle have performed in previous years. And what they, you expected, they were go, how they were going to perform yeah, at the start of the year. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be a big test for them. You know, We, we put them as a, a roughie to lose the most games it's probably you know if they win this game, then it you almost put had a hanging hat that they wouldn't end up last. But mm. you know it could be a, a a turning point for their season if they can get this league up over Manly, because uh, Manly could be a team they're going to be fighting for position at come the end of the season. Yeah, I guess you you never really know. Do you think any of this stuff with Ponga and the Dolphins plays plays a role into it? Ponga hasn't really done a lot this year. No, and. I don't know. It's it's not great for him to be playing like this and trying to sell himself to be a dolphin. I mean, Wayne Bennett isn't dumb, though he has recruited Darius Boyd to a number of different clubs. So <laughs> you know, with a grain of salt. Uh, but I I would you know if I'm Wayne Bennett, I'm saying okay, well, mate. Show me why I need, why I should recruit you to the team. Uh, I don't, you know, he wasn't fantastic. He's injured. Last year he was injured. He mm. wasn't fantastic. Ponga. I think his I mean, whole career he's been a little bit injured. Yeah. So I need to see a bit more of him. If I'm the Dolphins, okay, what can you produce if we're going to sign you on a million dollar contract? Yeah. Um, and if I'm him, I'm, Doing my darndest to to get Newcastle over the line. Yeah, on 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 a tangent here. Have you been reading in the media of Luke Brooks getting one point one million to stay at the Tigers next year? It's all over Twitter sphere. I like Luke Brooks. You can I don't know. You can say what you Luke want. Brooks. Like a lot of people back him, and a lot of people. Yeah, like a big NRL ex players and coaches uh, rate him, but I, I don't know how you can g- sit there and discuss a one point one million dollar contract with someone when you're sitting at the on the bottom of the ladder. Um, and like, I just I don't know. I think I think it's outrageous to be honest. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, he's a, definitely an NRL player, mm. but he's not a million dollar player and and it's it feels like a little bit that coming into the year that okay well we made the decision to go with Luke Brooks over Mitch Moses and, and a few others there so we need to really stick to it but then you know putting tying your hands behind your back for the further four or five years however long the contract is mm. it's stupidity like he's not that good no you're sitting at the bottom of the ladder you've got problems yeah. And, and if you're going to bang a chunk of your salary cap on a halfback that hasn't performed, that's been with the team, with your team, and you've been scraping to get wins, you haven't made the top eight in a while. Uh, like, I don't know. I just, I think it's just crazy. You tie yourself up. I have a few more interesting numbers regarding betting that we I think we should just run over a bit quickly. Um, we don't hear many of these numbers thrown around in the NRL betting world and it's the against the spreads and the straight ups and how how the the betting has eventuated with regards to how the books have handicapped the teams. 
So some interesting ones. We have um, teams that have fared well against the spread. The Panthers, Sharks, and Warriors are all three and one against the spread. So not necessarily they haven't won all the games, obviously the Warriors, but they're three and one against the spread. So they're keeping, they're either uh, probably in the Panthers and Sharks, uh, they're, they're beating their, their spread mm. and the Warriors are um, coming closer to not losing by as much. Um, so something to keep an eye on there looking forward. At the other end of the spectrum, the Titans and the Storm as well as Manly, are one and three against the spread. Mm-hmm. So I think here that the storm have definitely, well, probably all three teams have been um, overrated coming into the season or not not produced uh, compared to what their the public thought they would uh, and therefore have had pretty large spreads that they haven't been able to cover. Yeah, I think if you look at the storm straight up, they would have beat the spread. Their one game beating the spread was obviously last week um but then yeah they were giving they were giving more than 10 points against the tigers in round one they only scraped by to beat the rabbits by one point um in round two and then they lost as favorites as outright straight up favorites against the eels um so like yeah they have you could say underperformed but they've had a i don't know they've had a pretty tough schedule if you if you think they played against the Eels and the Rabbits and then having a big spread in that first round um, against the Tigers and they didn't wake up until the second half. So, you know, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting. And and going a bit further, you can see that the the majority uh, winner in the, the straight-up games is the home favourite. So if we're looking just to, to bet on sheer numbers or, or percentage-wise... The home favourite has come through 16 times and there's only been 32 games played. So, um, you know, that's half of the games the home favourite has won mm. compared to the away favourite of only won seven. The away underdog, though, has won six. Mm-hmm. So it's almost second best. And then the home underdog uh has only won three games. So some interesting numbers there to keep keep a track on of, sorry, going forward. Did you say that the away favourite has only won seven times? Yes. And then the away underdog has won six times? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So this is something I bet a lot of these type of bets, trend bets with the NFL, mm. uh, following the Ringer NFL podcast, betting podcast, and it was like I made quite a bit of money on on following um, the, you know, an away underdog under a touchdown yeah. bet. Um, and that's quite a, the basis of this research is to try and find some of those further into the season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when we were, when we were discussing it, having conversations in our cars, driving back and forth, talking about these, um, yeah, listening to the podcast and then ringing each other straight away and going, did you hear this and did you hear that? It's like the starts to get interesting trends in the year and, and surprisingly they like they hold and it held it held the whole season um, in the NFL. So, yeah, I think it was that away, if they the away underdog come within a touchdown the week before, they usually what cover the, co- week cover the week after in the spread it's yeah yeah they're huge um they're just sort of interesting trends and i don't know some people can go how can you be betting on these sorts of trends but they they generally tend to hold and if you just stick to your guns and and fight it out for a few weeks you generally find yourself on the on the right side of a, of your win percentage exactly and if you look further in if we just look at the home teams as favourites or underdogs, we have um, the and this is against the spread. So the home team have covered the spread only ten times, mm-hmm. and they they haven't covered twelve teams. The home favourite, sorry. So if you're the home favourite, you generally or you more often than not don't cover your spread. So it was ten ten to twelve. So then that what well, that's twenty two yeah. games. So then all the other games uh, you're saying are uh, away favourites. 
if you calculate it, that'll, yeah, that'll winning know. those I'd... games. No, but that's how. So if there's yeah. 22 games where you've got a home team as a favourite. Um, they're, they're talking against, against the spread. Against the spread. Yeah. Mm, so okay. then they're getting So up. it could be, this is home, fa- yeah, home favourites against the spread. So obviously, yeah, the... The rest are away favourites. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, and interesting enough, the last round, five of the home favourites covered the spread, which is which brought that number right up. Otherwise, you know, before it was um, five, five had covered and 11 not covered. Mm. So um, last week was a big week for the home favourites covering the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, but which is an, in, an interesting start going into this week where we see so many large numbers. Yeah. Um, and, and we have, um, you know, a couple of these are home favourites. So we have Cronulla as home favourites by 17 points. Um, South as home favourites by nine and a half. Well, it's only really those two. So uh, interesting. And then the uh, home underdog have covered six times compared to not covering four times. Mm-hmm. So if you think with these large numbers that the home dog could cover, then, you know, you have six, six against four. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I'm just scrolling through it now. Like, I don't know. You've you got your Broncos, Raiders, Titans to some extent mm. as home dogs and the Bulldogs as home dog by 20 points. Yeah. So... Some interesting numbers to follow and, you know, something to, to look, keep an eye on, I think, moving mm. forward to see if we can connect some, some good bets to that. Yeah. Like, I think even now, like after saying four rounds, we, we talk about the magic number of five where all the data and everything starts to point in the right direction a lot more. Um, but I think five because you're starting to get, obviously, better averages with that odd number. Um but it's interesting to see even with our tipping this week, um, had our best week of getting six of eight. Um, I think like the first few weeks when you were looking at favourites, obviously when you do your tipping, you're generally tipping most of the favourites. Um, but it, I think it's everything's starting to even out a little bit more. You're getting you're getting a better look at who is actually the favourite. Um, and now it'll be interesting to see, yeah, working on these margins a little bit more. Um, and trying to go, okay, well, the favourite is the favourite, but where's the value in what the what margins are being given and, and how you can get on the right side of those. Um, but, man, like I'm still just shocked in how, why we're sitting here, how much these numbers are moving at the moment. There must be a lot of money coming in uh, this morning after, what, the day after teams uh, in Australia and people starting to place their bets on Wednesdays on their way to work before... Going to, swinging into the tab for a cheeky beer at ten o'clock and 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 throwing some money on the on the tab because it's crazy how much they're moving now just under under the time that we've been recording and just watching them go up and down points here points there it's it's nuts. I can uh, do a bit of a shout out for um, a a website that at least I use um, for historical NRL results and odds data. OzSportsBetting.com uh, is a great uh, feature that updates every week, and you can see historical odds, uh, opening lines, closing lines. Um, so check that out if you uh, like that information. Mm. Um, mate, like we've done a little, uh, a lot of discussing today of of margins and stats and favourites and and against the spreads, but. If we look at to what you're going to hang your hat on this week, man, um, where where do you think the value is this week in on on the tab and uh, on on your bets? Uh, one of the first ones that popped up was the the overplay on the Warriors and the Cowboys. Mm. So that's total sitting at thirty six and a half uh, when we started the podcast uh, and paying one ninety. So uh, I like our models saying that the the numbers there should probably be a little bit higher, uh, touching touching forty. 
Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot to get over that. Obviously, 36.5 is that half a point there is, um, goes from uh, six converted tries to having a seventh try. Mm. Um, but with with the way, even with the low totals that have been and the average totals of the, the season, I still feel pretty confident that these two teams can um, will allow enough points. Mm, that's, a, that's an interesting bet. Like, obviously, the Cowboys have been... Uh, performing very well defensively uh, this year. And if you look at the Warriors, but the Warriors have been sort of consistently scoring between anywhere between, I think, 24 and, and eight, 16 points. Um, so, if, like, when I look at this game, like, it is tough. It's You're looking at a result then of, like, 20 to 18. If you think that the spread's going to hold um, that they're giving in this game, you're, you're looking at a tight match but um i think what we, when we were diving into it you were looking historically how these two teams match up and they were the previous results from the last what four or five games were well over the the 36 and a half total right exactly so the two games in 2021 finished on 44 points and 57 points mm. and then the lone game in 2020 was 63 points yeah, so I think you're, yeah, you're riding on holding that trend. I think the Warriors are building confidence. You, <laughs> we were talking about them a couple of weeks ago going, yeah, don't really think that they have have what it takes um, this year. But then you see directly as soon as Sean Johnson come in this week, obviously we're not rating the Broncos a lot, but um, they just had a much more direction. Um, and you see what he brings to the team and just giving them a bit of structure, being able to to lead this younger squad i think to each game they are going to get better as long as as long as johnson can stay healthy um we, you know we might see them put up a little fight a little bit of a fight and end up at least in that area that we projected at the start of the year with our power rankings of them sort of sitting between ninth and 12th um but obviously we don't expect much more from them. And I think when, when you look at the, the Cowboys and their results, we discussed it a little bit last week um, at how we actually rate where they are. Obviously they've, they held the Roosters to only four points in the first round, but like we've said earlier in the show this week, the, the Roosters, yeah, you can't rate that first round performance. And, um, and then you see, okay, they played the Broncos – they played the Raiders when the Raiders were also disjointed. We saw them die again this week and not have any creativity and get the ball over the line. And they've played the Dogs. So you're just like, um, oh, sorry, I said the Roosters. They got pumped by the Roosters. Um, it was completely the wrong way around there. But um, but you just, I don't know, you don't rate the, the offences that they've gone against. So the Warriors have a little bit of creativity and a little bit of structure with Johnson and you can see them leak points and we're going to see the, the Cowboys glide down the ladder like I guess we originally thought, especially when you click on the points against. Um, I think you're going to see them start to leak a lot more like what they did last week against the Roosters. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I don't know. I I can completely agree with like, – I can see where you're coming from with that bet, absolutely. And the other one I have to hang my hat on is uh, the Eels to cover the spread against uh, the Titans. We spoke earlier that the Titans were worst in the league, equal worst in the league at uh, covering their spreads. Uh, Parramatta have won the last three games, last three home games for Gold Coast, and this is getting played in the Gold Coast. Um, and Parramatta have won five of the last six games. All uh, all margins in this matchup are double digits. Uh, the only one that is less than. 16 was when the Gold Coast won. So Parramatta have, have won by 16, 22, 24, 40, and 18. So 
I'm hanging my hat on the overplay for the Warriors and Parramatta to cover the spread against the Titans. Wow, interesting. What about you, mate? What do you got? What are you hanging your McLaren hat on this weekend? Ooh, I don't, like I've, I don't know. I'm, I'm playing with fire a little bit and gonna take the, the biggest, take the over on the biggest spread of the of the week. Um, looking at Canterbury and Penrith, um, I dived into this game quite a lot. Um, so I've been looking, focusing this week, doing a, breaking down every, every try scoring play. Um, and where it where it starts, um, and also where it finishes, and it sort of brought a lot of stuff to to my attention. Um, and with Canterbury, it's just amazing to see really how it's it's not so much that Penrith are going to put on a bucket of points like what Melbourne did. It's more about how how poor the Bulldogs' offense is um, and how disjointed it is. Like yeah. Their points for for the whole year is only 28. They've scored five tries in four weeks. Um, so, like, that sort of speaks for itself. Um, they're, they're averaging, like, I've been looking at, obviously, tackles inside the 20, and they've been averaging 35 tackles inside the 20, um, where the league average is 28 and a half. So... Um, they're averaging more like tackles in the red zone, but have the least amount of tries in the in the league, which is that's a hectic stat. Man. Yeah, and so they've had 140 tackles inside 20 and scored five tries. Wow! Um, and that's obviously not including uh, like by next week we'll have sort of exactly where these tries are starting from and where they're finishing. So. Um, that's not even saying that they're scoring five tries inside the 20. Um, mm. So it can be even less than that. So, like that's huge, and you you put that up against the Panthers and I, I and the Panthers defense. That's uh, yeah, they're the premiership favorites. They haven't lost. Um, they won last year. Their defense is rock solid. Um, so you can't see them leaking more than a try max two. Um, and then you go. The, with Penrith being second in the league with points four um, at 112, only the Eels with more at 124. Um, so, yeah, you can see the margin, even though it is 20, floating up and down from 20 and a half to 19 and a half. And well, I don't know, we'll hopefully get on the right side of that. But you can easily see this, them putting on 30 points in this game. And then even if they leak a try or two, you still. You're still pretty safe, um, pretty safe there. So, so you going? Did you say you going the spread or so the, the over? I'm taking. Total? I'm taking the Panthers over uh, with the what, minus twenty and a half. Mm-hmm. So the the last three games between these teams, uh, Penrith have won by twenty six points, twenty eight points, and forty two points, mm. uh, and. Canterbury have only scored one try in those three games. Yeah, so that sort of speaks for itself. So I think these 20 points all of a sudden start looking pretty generous, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I've been looking at that and then I'm even, I don't know, floating around this total even though I'm watching it go up and down and we haven't put our bets on yet. Um, but South Sydney to also cover the spread um, at minus nine and a half now um, against St. George. Um, South have haven't really impressed this year, um, to say the least. They they have all been quite disjointed without Adam Reynolds barking them around the park. Um, but you, I don't know. South are South, and it's it is a little bit of sort of a feeling here of yeah, they when when they're on, they're on, and they can put on points. Um, so I see like nine and a half against the Dragons who have the worst points against in the league, leaking 120 points. Um, and I've also I've also been looking a little bit here into the Dragons' defense uh, and looking at their at their line breaks. Uh, like it's, we haven't got a total of line breaks against in the league, but I've counted out the Dragons at letting in 22 line breaks this season. Um, and especially in the last two weeks, they let in eight against the Eels. And they let in seven against the Sharks. 
um, and then 10 total then in the, I don't know, he's got, what, 15 and then seven in the first two rounds. But, like, watching the Dragons play and watched how they fell apart against the Eels this week um, opens up my eyes and I think definitely that, that South are going to be able to cover a nine-and-a-half spread. It's Their completion rate, I think, is sitting at, like, 68%. So you would presume that they're going to obviously at some time or rather the the completion rate's going to start to straighten up for South. They've they've dropped a lot of ball when they've had opportunities to make these breaks and I don't know maybe going against a team like the Dragons now even even though the Dragons dusted them in their charity shield and we were on the wrong side of that bet and that line but going for redemption and revenge I think here and and hanging my hat on on beating the spread at nine and a half and uh, busting open the Dragons again because they're like you was looking over the last two weeks of where their tries have been scored and that's all over the park. They they leak left, they leak right, they leak through the middle. Um, it'd be interesting to try and find a stat of where they're leaking all these line breaks as well. Um, but it just feels like that they, they're dis- very disjointed, obviously, in defence if they're the worst team in the league with points against. Um, so I think the uh, yeah that the Rabbitohs are going to bust that open at nine and a half. So try and get on that now before it starts to to go back up to I think it was even at eleven and a half earlier in the show. Now it's back down to nine and a half. So we'll have to get on that straight away. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, South over St George. Love it. Yeah, because what was the spread in the Charity Shield that we put on? I think we were also on the, on the spread Don't there. do that to me, Poss. Don't do that to me. Let, let me see. I had the margin. Uh, th- I had them to win by 13 plus and yeah. they lost. Yeah, mm. and they lost. So, I don't know. I think they're going to go 13 plus this week. But we'll take the ten and we'll take the nine and a half just to be safe. So we don't. Just to be safe. Yeah. Now, I'm going to... Uh, tell you about my new concept mm-hmm. um i don't really have a name for it it just suddenly sprang to mind rolling in the deep you know that adele song yeah has no <laughs> no function whatsoever to footy but it's a rolling bet mm. and it's a contest between you and i okay interesting so we're going to pick one bet every week uh, and if we win we use the money to put the next bet on and so it's kind of rolling you're doubling your bet every week if, if you can keep winning well, you're, We're not doubling, play, you're not doubling what do you mean like you, it's doubling down you're doubling down but we're using all the money on to the on the next bet yeah so say if you bet this week you bet one unit mm. and you you win back one and a half or two units, and you put all of that money onto the next bet. Okay. Interesting. And then by round 12, the end of round 12, mm. whoever has the most money resulting from these bets wins. And so if you know, if you. I feel you lose, like all of a sudden we're going to be sitting here at round 12 and we're both going to be on zero and it's all going to come down <laughs> to the last round. <laughs> Well, that's that could be exciting, you know. I, you could be on four million krona on uh, round eleven, and you've got to put all of it yeah. on. And then you'll put it on what, like the Titans to beat the Broncos, no. and or you'll put it on like Melbourne to beat the Bulldogs again, and Bulldogs will win. <laughs> know how these things work. <laughs> <laughs> or the Tigers get their first win of the season against the Rabbitohs. Yeah, Penrith probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, so I think we could probably come up with a better name, but I can hear Rolling in the Deep playing in the background in post-production. Uh, so um, okay. uh, we'll see what comes out on social media, if it's called that or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we take a bet. Uh, we put, let's, let's say to start with, we put a unit on yeah. uh, each and yeah. then if you win, you put that money to the next bet and so on and so forth. So a little bit uh, of the, the psychology is after a few weeks, if you start winning, 
the money gets quite large quickly. And then it also it forces you a little bit to be a bit careful with your bets. Whereas in the first week, it, yeah, okay, I can take a, a 420, you know, Canberra over the storm. doesn't matter if I lose one unit, but if I'm up at 10 units, I'm all of a sudden like, oh, maybe I want to take the 110 Cronulla over West Tigers. Hmm. And, and we, we can not, do whatever we want. Them. We can throw in a player prop. We can throw in a spread, whatever bet we want to play. Whatever weekly bet on the NRL okay. is available, you mm. can take it. Interesting. All right, you have to go first because you put me on the spot here and I'm going to have to try and find something that's a little bit safe. Make sure that you get the ball rolling a little bit. I am going to have a player prop. Uh-huh. Wow, starting uh, with a uh, player prop. Yes, I want to do a try scorer, mm. and I'm gonna go. I was thinking I was gonna go and the Raiders Storm game, but it's too early to get up and watch. Um, <laughs> what at six o'clock? You've got two kids. No, not six o'clock on Saturday, isn't it? Like five o'clock no. our time? No, because now it's all now it's double daylight savings. Now it's daylight savings mm. in Australia and daylight savings here, so all the times are. No, nah, but I'm going. I'm going Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption as well on the Rabbitohs and Dragons. I had um, Alex Johnston a few weeks back to score tries, mm. and it didn't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the technical term for it. It didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. So I. Um, Oh, he's very, very short. 157. That's not attractive enough. Sorry, Johnson, you're out. Uh, this is great radio. Looking for for odds while we're talking. I need to do a try scorer. Well, you really thought about this before you come up with the concept, well, right, I th- didn't you, mate? I thought about the concept. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to put the bet on during the live podcast. No, come on. How about... Bo Firma to score a try. Four seventy five is paying. So I'm on that. The Titans second rower. Is that because you put him in your super coach team last week and then he didn't play? (laughs) (laughs) It's also red dead red redemption or whatever you were trying to say. He got corona. Yeah. But I still won all three of my leagues. Oh, that banged me, man. That So I have, I don't know, I have that, I don't even know what he's called, Mimosa, I think of, from Newcastle, that scores like, so maybe I drink too many Mimosas when I wake up in the morning watching the games, but yeah, he does my auto-emergency all the time and he's just pumping me with low scores. And I had Taylor May on the bench because I thought, ah, it's going to be a tight game, he's not going to score three tries again like he did last week, the week before, and then he... Scored 100 points again, and I had him on my bench. I could have put him in instead of um, if I would have got up 10 minutes earlier before the Titans game. Anyway, that's another story. Um, All right, I am going to put my bet on... I'm going to win or lose it just straight up on Newcastle to beat Manly at 178. I'm going to take a different approach to you. And just slowly roll down the hill. So I end up with a nice big haystack at the end. Um, Good so, tactics. So I'm going to take the Knights, 178. I'm holding my thumbs for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not holding my thumbs for you, pal. I hope Fermo gets corona again and doesn't die. <laughs> He should have got his four needles. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, what a day! What a what an episode! What an number episode. number eight in the the order. We're pretty much professionals now. Yeah, we're we're getting close. It feels good, but um, yeah, for all you that listen, um, yeah. Don't forget to hunt us down on social media and start giving us some likes so we get a bit of confidence and and um, keep it rolling week to week. We're going to do it anyway without you, but it's nice to 
nice to see the numbers tick over and get a few likes. Um, so feel free to jump on and comment on some of our some of our posts, some of our bets, and let us know what you think of uh, yeah the our tactics. Let us know if you win money as well. Yeah, because of the stuff we say. Yeah, we like that. Or let us know if you lose. <laughs> we're not? holding our thumbs for you as well. <laughs> yeah, we're holding our thumbs for everybody. And on that, maybe note, that's what it could be called the new bet. Hold your thumbs. Hold your thumbs. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the rolling thumbs. The rolling thumbs. <laughs> With Adele in the background. Yeah. All right, and have a good week, mate. Yeah. You too, pal. And good Speak luck, to later. everybody out there on the punt. Have a good one. Bye bye.